Welcome to Nations of the World podcast series, where we explore a different nation of the world in each episode. Our aim is to bring you, the listener, on an audio journey to discover interesting facts that make each country unique. Welcome to Colombia. This country is often synonymous with the mythical city, El Dorado. It could also easily be called the land of coffee. In fact, it includes a vast area of mountainous ranges called exactly that. This landscape has been declared the Coffee Cultural Landscape by UNESCO as a World Heritage Site. It is third in terms of highest coffee production in the world. There is so much more than coffee. It is one of the 17 mega-diverse countries and has a highly diverse geography, including the rugged Andes Mountains and subtropical rainforests. This is Segment 1, Bare Bones. Location. In the northwest of South America, bordering Central America via Panama. Official name. Republic of Colombia. Nationality. Colombian. Capital. Bogota. Total area, 1,138,910 square miles, or 2,949,763 square kilometers. Population, 50,882,891. Official language, Spanish. There is no official religion. Currency, peso. Form of government, presidential republic. Flag. There are three horizontal bands of yellow on the top with a double width, blue below that, and red on the bottom. The flag retains the three main colors of the banner of Gran Colombia, the short-lived South American republic that broke up in 1830. Various interpretations of the colors exist, and include yellow for the gold in Colombia's land, blue for the seas on its shores, and red for the blood spilled in attaining freedom. Alternatively, the colors have been described as representing more elemental concepts, such as sovereignty and justice for yellow, loyalty and vigilance for blue, and valor and generosity red, or simply the principles of liberty, equality, and fraternity. National Symbols Andean Condor Segment 2, Heart of the Nation Geography and Climate Besides the continental land mass, the country includes Isla de Malpelo, Rancador Cay, and Serrana. Colombia is in the northwest of South America and is connected to Central America via the Isthmus of Panama. It has the North Pacific Ocean as its western border and the Caribbean Sea as its northern border. It borders Venezuela in the northeast, Brazil in the southeast, and Peru and Ecuador in the southwest. It has several small islands in the Atlantic. In the Pacific, the Malpelo and Gorgona Islands are exclusively natural wildlife reserves. It has maritime claims of some territorial sea, an exclusive economic zone, and a continental shelf. It is slightly less than twice the size of Texas in the United States. The climate is tropical along the coast in eastern plains and cooler in the highlands. 
It contains flat coastal lowlands, central highlands, high Andes mountains, and eastern lowland plains. The highest point of elevation is Pico Cristobal Colon at 5,730 meters, or 18,800 feet, and the lowest point is the Pacific Ocean at zero meters. The habitats include mangrove swamps on the coast, desert scrub of La Guajira, the savanna grasslands and gallery ecosystems of the Atlantic lowlands and the Llanos, the rainforest of the Amazonia and Chocó regions, and the montane ecosystems of the Andean slopes. Major rivers include the Rio Negro and Orinoco. It has 314 types of ecosystems and is ranked one of the world's richest countries in aquatic resources. Natural hazards. There are occasional earthquakes and periodic droughts. The highlands are subject to volcanic eruptions, and there are several active volcanoes. Galeras is one of Colombia's most active volcanoes, having erupted in 2009 and 2010, causing major evacuations. It has been deemed a decade volcano by the International Association of Volcanology and Chemistry of the Earth's Interior, worthy of study due to its explosive history and proximity to human populations. Nevado del Ruiz, 129 kilometers or 80 miles west of Bogota, erupted in 1985, producing lahars or mud flows that killed 23,000 people. It last erupted in 1991. Additionally, after 500 years of dormancy, Nevado del Huila reawakened in 2007 and has experienced frequent eruptions since then. Hurricanes usually occur from mid-May to the end of November. The rainy season can bring flooding and mudslides. There are two rainy seasons, March to June and September to November. Environment Environmental issues include deforestation resulting from timber exploitation in the jungles of the Amazon and the region of Chocó, illicit drug crops grown by peasants in the national parks, soil erosion, soil and water quality damage from overuse of pesticides, and air pollution, especially in Bogota, from vehicle emissions. Colombia is ranked 87 out of 180 nations, with an overall Environmental Performance Index score of 42.4. Vegetation Colombia is one of the 17 mega-diverse countries. It hosts about 10% of the planet's biodiversity. It ranks first in orchid species diversity worldwide and second in plants. Along the coast, there are mangroves and palm trees. The vast tropical rainforest has many different trees and plants, with some being oaks, pines, walnut trees, rubber plants, mahogany, vanilla bushes, and ginger. The national flower is the orchid Cattleya trinae, which is described as one of the most beautiful flowers in the world. The national tree is the Kindio wax palm, located only in the Kokora Valley. Wildlife It ranks first in bird species diversity worldwide, and second in butterflies, freshwater fish, and amphibians. Colombia includes portions of two biodiversity hotspots, the tropical Andes and the Tumbes Choco Magdalena. 
It also forms part of the Western Caribbean coral reef hotspot. The most numerous classes of endemic animals are the amphibian species, with 406, and the freshwater fish, with 427 different species. Colombia is second only to Brazil in its number of endemic species of amphibians. Colombia is the country with the most indigenous breeding species of birds in the world. Some of Colombia's favorite birds and animals are the Andes condor, toucan, parrots, cockatoos, storks, cranes, the spectacled bear, the pink dolphin, the blue anole, jaguar, puma, tapir, several species of monkeys, armadillos, and deer. Condors are the world's largest flying birds and have the largest wings, with a wingspan of up to 3 meters or 10 feet. Being a heavy bird, they appreciate the windy areas of the Andes, which aid them in gliding. They're almost all black, except for white collar markings on the males, and sometimes white speckles on the wings, and are bald. A mating couple only produce a single offspring every two years. They feed on large animal carcasses inland and on the remains of large fish near the coast. Spectacled bears are the only bears found in South America and are found in the forests of Colombia. They have black or brown fur with white rings around their eyes. Each have a distinctly different marking on their face, neck, and chest. They're very shy creatures and will climb as high as 4,300 meters or 14,000 feet in search of lush, isolated cloud forests. They're mostly vegetarian, but will eat birds, insects, rodents, and sometimes small cows. Pink dolphins are among just five dolphin species that live in rivers. They're pink in color, and it's thought that they turn even pinker when excited. They are extremely friendly and are known for pushing people to shore when they're struggling in the water. The blue anole is the world's only completely blue lizard. They're endemic to the Gorgona Island subtropical rainforest. Jaguars are the largest cats in South America. They're solitary creatures and great swimmers. They eat a diet of capybaras, tapir, deer, caiman, fish, and turtles. They can grow up to two meters or six feet long with a meter-long tail. The glass frog can change its skin texture to blend in with its surroundings. It can grow spikes or make itself smooth. It's only found in cloud forests and is the only animal known to have this ability. It has a transparent skin, which makes it look like a leaf. Their bodies are so fragile that they can die from a very strong drop of rain. The Olinguito is one of the newest discovered species. It looks like a teddy bear, but is the size of a kitten. It has tiny curved claws and textured foot pads, and uses these to climb trees. It's found in the cloud forests in western Colombia. Another newly discovered species is the Calicebus cacadensis, a monkey belonging to the leaping monkey's genus. Researchers estimate there are only 250 of these creatures left. They are about the size of a cat and have gray-brown hair. They're distinguishable by the white stripe on their forehead. The basilisk is a lizard, often referred to as the Jesus lizard, because they can run on water at a speed of 1.5 meters or just under 5 feet per second. 
They live in the lower altitudes of western Colombia and were recently introduced to the Gorgona Island. Spider monkeys live in the cloud forests or in the dry, humid areas up to 2,500 meters above sea level. They are one of the largest monkeys in the Americas, with arms so long they nearly drag along the ground when they walk. They are known for growling or barking at humans when feeling threatened. They also may drop heavy branches in their defense. The golden poison dart frog contains the world's most deadly venom. A simple touch of the skin can kill a person. Some indigenous groups have used their secretions to poison the tips of blow darts. These frogs eat insects which contain the poison and then store it in their skin glands. It is endemic to Colombia. The sword-billed hummingbird is the only bird in the world where its bill is longer than its body. The bill can reach 10 centimeters or 3.9 inches and is used to extract nectar from long-tubed flowers. It is one of the world's largest hummingbirds at an average of 14 centimeters or 5.5 inches. It's usually in the higher altitudes of more than 2,500 meters or 8,200 feet above sea level. People The population is made up of mestizo and white at 87.6%, Afro-Colombian, including mulatto, Razel, and zambos at 6.8%, Amerindian at 4.3%, and unspecified at 1.4%. People speak Spanish and 65 Amerindian languages. Increased literacy, family planning services, and urbanization has contributed to the birth rate decreasing from more than six children per woman in the 1960s to just about replacement level today. There have also been steady declines in mortality rate and population growth. Still, income equality is among the worst in the world, and more than a third of the population lives below the poverty line. There is significant emigration, both legal and illegal, with many seeking better economic conditions. Many emigrate to the United States and Venezuela. Colombia has been the largest source of Latin American refugees in Latin America, nearly 400,000 of whom live primarily in Venezuela and Ecuador. Venezuela's political and economic crisis since 2015 has created a reverse flow, consisting largely of Colombians returning home. Forced displacement continues to be prevalent because of violence among guerrillas, paramilitary groups, and Colombian security forces. Afro-Colombian and indigenous populations are disproportionately affected. Between 1985 and September 2017, nearly 7.6 million persons had been internally displaced, making it the highest total in the world. However, in 2022, this was surpassed by four other countries. Historically, Colombia also has one of the world's highest levels of forced disappearances. About 30,000 cases have been recorded over the last four decades, although the number is likely to be much higher, including human rights activists, trade unionists, Afro-Colombians, indigenous people, and farmers in rural conflict zones. Because of political violence and economic problems, Colombia received limited numbers of immigrants during the 19th and 20th centuries, 
mostly from the Middle East, Europe, and Japan. More recently, growth in the oil, mining, and manufacturing sectors has attracted increased labor migration. The primary source countries are Venezuela, the United States, Mexico, and Argentina. Colombia has also become a transit area for illegal migrants from Africa, Asia, and the Caribbean, especially Haiti and Cuba, who are en route to the U.S. or Canada. Colombia was historically an agricultural society and continues to rely strongly on agriculture for rural livelihoods. The landholding structure of colonial and post-colonial Colombia led, in the modern period, to a highly skewed distribution of land. There is a relatively small group of landholders who control much of the good agricultural land, while a much larger group of rural inhabitants hold very small parcels. In rural areas, less than 1% of the population owns more than half of Colombia's best land. The country has a history of violent seizure of land by different groups. Because of this, many rural people have fled over the years. It was recorded that 87% of these were from rural areas in 2015. Because of this, many have moved to urban areas, creating numerous informal settlements and placing people in inadequate housing. Many of those who do own land don't have any formal records. There have been major reforms put in place beginning in 2011 to address the need for comprehensive agricultural reform to the agricultural sector. Religion Approximately 90% of Colombians are Christian. This can be further broken down to 79% being Catholic and 13% Protestant. Those unaffiliated are about 6%, and other is at 2%. Almost all Colombians believe in God and are raised Catholic. Catholics believe in the doctrine of God as the Holy Trinity, consisting of the Father, the Son, and the Holy Spirit. Catholicism was introduced here in the 14th century, and today it is synonymous with the culture and society. As such, many events in one's life are marked by a religious tradition such as baptism, First Communion, Confirmation, and marriage. The Church influences politics and social and economic spheres. Many attribute events that have happened in their lives as it being God's will, and this brings them comfort. Confession is a Catholic practice where a church member confesses their sins to a priest, and with some acts of contrition directed by the priest, the person can be forgiven of sin and regain a good conscience. This evokes a sense of dismissing immoral acts, or not viewing them as serious, since God will forgive you if you just ask Him to. The Constitution provides for freedom of religion and the right to profess one's religious beliefs. It prohibits discrimination based on religion. The Ministry of Interior is responsible for formally recognizing churches, religious denominations, religious federations and confederations, and associations of religious ministers. On April 7, 2022, the Constitutional Court determined that an adolescent member of the Jehovah's Witnesses had the right to refuse a blood transfusion for medical purposes due to her religious beliefs and instead receive alternate methods of treatment. In July, the Constitutional Court ruled that the right to euthanasia, recognized in 1997, applies not only to terminal patients, 
but also to those with intense physical and mental suffering from bodily injury or serious and incurable disease. Roman Catholic Church leaders opposed the decision, describing euthanasia as a serious offense to the dignity of life. Leaders of many religious groups continued to report that illegal armed groups, in particular the National Liberation Army, hindered peace and reconciliation programs. History Colombia is named after the Italian explorer, navigator, and colonizer, Christopher Columbus. However, Columbus never set foot in the country. Colombia was discovered by his companion, Alonso de Ojeda, in 1499. It wasn't until 1525 that the Spanish began to colonize the area, beginning with Rodrigo de Bastidas, who founded the first proper settlement in Santa Marta. In 1533, Cartagena was founded, and it became the main center of commerce and trade. Santa Fe de Bogota was founded in 1538 and later became the capital city as a colony was formed and it came under the Viceroyalty of Peru. During this period, there were many indigenous groups in the Andes living in agricultural chiefdoms, farm villages, or nomadic hunter-gatherer clans. These were forced into slavery to exploit the natural riches of the country. As these indigenous laborers dwindled due to starvation and disease brought by the conquistadors, Spain imported slaves from Africa to mine for gold and silver along the Pacific coast. During this time, the practice of encomiendas began, where the indigenous peoples were so-called entrusted to the care of the Spaniards, who were in turn commissioned to provide the natives with religious instruction and a livelihood in exchange for their labor. It was essentially a form of enslavement. In 1781, 20,000 indigenous people and mestizos formed a revolt, attempting to march at the capital, but the movement was halted and the leaders were executed. The Creoles were appalled by the brutality, but initially did not lend any support. Eventually, the Creoles spread the rebellious sentiment and they were excluded from high governmental positions. Simon Bolivar joined the movement in 1810, and finally in 1819, Colombia achieved independence after the Battle of Boyacá, forming the Republic of Gran Colombia, including Ecuador, Panama, Venezuela, and Colombia. Venezuela and Ecuador split off from Gran Colombia in 1830, and Panama and Colombia formed a state called Nueva Granada. The War of the Thousand Days, a civil war within Nueva Granada, brought the movement of Panama to form an independent state. La Violencia is considered to have begun with the assassination on April 9, 1948, of Jorge Eliezer Gaitan, a Liberal Party presidential candidate and frontrunner for the 1949 November election. His murder provoked the Bogotazo rioting which lasted 10 hours and resulted in around 5,000 casualties. Rural town police and political leaders encouraged conservative-supporting peasants to seize the agricultural lands of liberal-supporting peasants, which provoked peasant-to-peasant violence throughout Colombia. The war was fought from 1948 to 1958 between the Colombian Conservative Party and the Colombian Liberal Party, 
and fought mainly in the countryside. La Violencia is estimated to have cost the lives of at least 200,000 people, almost 2% of the population of the country at that time. A decades-long conflict between government forces, paramilitaries, and anti-government insurgent groups, heavily funded by the drug trade, principally the Revolutionary Armed Forces of Colombia, or FARC, escalated during the 1990s. More than 31,000 former United Self-Defense Forces of Colombia, or AUC, paramilitaries, demobilized by the end of 2006. And the AUC as a formal organization ceased to operate. In the wake of the paramilitary demobilization, illegal armed groups arose, whose members include some former paramilitaries. After four years of formal peace negotiations, the Colombian government signed a final peace accord with the FARC in November 2016, which was subsequently ratified by the Colombian Congress. The accord called for members of the FARC to demobilize, disarm, and reincorporate into society and politics. The accord also committed the Colombian government to create three new institutions to form a comprehensive system for truth, justice, reparation, and non-repetition. This would include a truth commission, a special unit to coordinate the search for those who disappeared during the conflict, and a special jurisdiction for peace to administer justice for conflict-related crimes. Despite decades of internal conflict and drug-related security challenges, Colombia maintains relatively strong and independent democratic institutions, characterized by peaceful, transparent elections and the protection of civil liberties. Current Political and Humanitarian Issues In 2021, significant human rights issues included credible reports of unlawful or arbitrary killings, torture and arbitrary detention by government security forces and armed groups, rape and abuse of women and children, as well as unlawful recruitment of child soldiers by armed groups, criminalization of libel, widespread government corruption, violence against enforced displacement of Afro-Colombian and indigenous persons, violence against LGBTI persons, killings and other violence against trade unionists, and child labor. The government generally took steps to investigate, prosecute, and punish officials who committed human rights abuses, although some cases continued to experience long delays. The government generally implemented laws criminalizing official corruption. The government was implementing police reforms focused on enhancing community police relations, accountability, and human rights. Armed groups, including dissidents of the Revolutionary Armed Forces of Colombia, National Liberation Army, and drug trafficking gangs, continued to operate. Armed groups, as well as narcotics traffickers, were significant perpetrators of human rights abuses and violent crimes. The International Maritime Bureau reports the territorial waters of Colombia are a risk for armed robbery against ships. In 2021, six attacks against commercial vessels were reported, an increase over the single attack in 2020. Most of these occurred in the main port of Cartagena, while ships were berthed or at anchor.
known terrorist groups in the country are National Liberation Army, or ELN, Revolutionary Armed Forces of Colombia People's Army, or FARCEP, and Segunda Marquetalia. Colombian organized illegal narcotics, guerrilla, and paramilitary activities penetrate all neighboring borders and have caused Colombian citizens to flee mostly into neighboring countries. There are 1,842,390 Venezuelans in economic and political crisis, including Venezuelans who have claimed asylum, are recognized as refugees, or received alternative legal stay. In 2022, there are 8,258,460 internally displaced persons due to conflict between the government and illegal armed groups and drug traffickers since 1985. There were 31,281 Colombians who fled the country in 2021 seeking asylum in other countries. The most common destination countries have been Spain, United States, and Ecuador. There are 11 stateless persons. Colombia is the world's top cocaine producer. Coca cultivation was estimated at 245,000 hectares in 2020. Potential pure cocaine production reached 1,010 metric tons in 2020. It exports and is a source of heroin and marijuana. In the Freedom House, Freedom in the World 2022 report, Colombia scored 64 out of 100 and is considered partly free in the areas of political rights and civil liberties. Government Executive Branch The Chief of State and Head of Government is the President. The President is also Commander-in-Chief. The President is directly elected by absolute majority vote in two rounds if needed, for a single four-year term. There is a vice president, and the cabinet or council of ministers is appointed by the president. Legislative branch. It is a bicameral Congress which consists of a Senate and a House of Representatives. The Senate has 102 seats. 100 members are elected in a single nationwide constituency by partyless proportional representation vote. Two members are elected in a special nationwide constituency for Indigenous communities. All members serve four-year terms. The Chamber of Representatives has 166 seats. 161 members are elected in multi-seat constituencies by party-list proportional representation vote. The remaining five seats are held by representatives of Afro-descendant communities, Indigenous, Colombians abroad, and political minorities. All members serve four-year terms. Judicial Branch Supreme Court judges are appointed by the Supreme Court members from candidates submitted by the Superior Judiciary Council. Judges are elected for individual eight-year terms. Constitutional Court magistrates are nominated by the President, by the Supreme Court, and elected by the Senate. Judges are elected for individual eight-year terms. Council of State members are appointed by the State Council plenary from lists nominated by the Superior Judiciary Council. There are 17 major political parties and numerous smaller ones. The country is divided into 32 departments 
and one capital district. The civil law system is influenced by the Spanish and French civil codes. It hasn't yet submitted an International Court of Justice declaration. There is universal suffrage at 18 years of age. The military forces of Colombia include National Army, Republic of Colombia Navy, and the Colombian Air Force. Then there is the Colombian National Police, which is a civilian force under the jurisdiction of the Ministry of Defense. There are approximately 260,000 total active troops, 200,000 Army, 45,000 Navy, including about 20,000 Marines, and 14,000 Air Force, and approximately 170,000 National Police. The Colombian military inventory includes a wide mix of equipment from a variety of suppliers, including Canada, Europe, Israel, South Korea, and the United States. Germany, Israel, and the United States have been the leading suppliers of military hardware since 2010. Colombia's defense industry is active in producing air, land, and naval platforms. For compulsory men and voluntary men and women, military service is for those between 18 and 24 years of age. Conscript service obligation is 18 months. Conscripted soldiers reportedly include regular soldiers, these are conscripts without a high school degree, drafted high school graduates, and rural soldiers who serve in their home regions. There are 275 military deployed to Egypt. The seats held by women in Parliament are at 18.8%. Citizenship. Citizenship is not granted by birth. At least one parent must be a citizen or permanent resident of Colombia. Dual citizenship is recognized. Residency requirement for naturalization is five years. Economy. Colombia heavily depends on energy and mining exports, making it vulnerable to fluctuations in commodity prices. It is Latin America's fourth largest oil producer and the world's fourth largest coal producer, third largest coffee exporter, and second largest cut flowers exporter. Colombia's economic development is hampered by inadequate infrastructure, poverty, narco-trafficking, and an uncertain security situation. Colombia mines and produces the most emeralds for the global market, as well as the most desirable. It is estimated that 70-90% to 90% of the world's emerald market comes from Colombia. Agriculture provides 7.2% of GDP, industry 30.8%, and services 62.1%. Natural resources include petroleum, natural gas, coal, iron ore, nickel, gold, copper, emeralds, and hydropower. Agricultural products include sugarcane, milk, oil palm fruit, potatoes, rice, bananas, cassava leaves, plantains, poultry, and maize. Industries include textiles, food processing, oil, clothing and footwear, beverages, chemicals, cement, gold, coal, and emeralds. Land use is 37.5% for agriculture, 54.4% forest, and 8.1% other. 
Colombia has signed or is negotiating free trade agreements with more than a dozen countries. Colombia is a founding member of the Pacific Alliance, a regional trade bloc formed in 2012 by Chile, Colombia, Mexico, and Peru to promote regional trade and economic integration. Colombia is a member of the Organization for Economic Cooperation and Development. It is ranked 60 out of 180 nations with an overall score of 65.1 on the 2022 Index of Economic Freedom. Its overall score is above the regional and world averages and is in the moderately free category. Exports Exports of goods and services were $51.27 billion in U.S. dollar value. Major export partners are United States, China, Ecuador, Panama, and Brazil. Major goods exported include crude petroleum, coal briquettes, coffee, gold, and refined petroleum. Imports Imports of goods and services were $76.28 billion in U.S. dollar value. Major import partners are United States, China, Mexico, Brazil, and Germany. Major goods imported include broadcasting equipment, refined petroleum, cars, packaged medicaments, and corn. Unemployment rate, 10.75% in September of 2022. Poverty rate, the poverty rate for 2020 was 44.2%, determined as those living on less than $5.50 per day. Urbanism and architecture. Most people live in the north and west, where agricultural opportunities and natural resources are found. The vast grasslands of the Llanos, to the south and east, which make up approximately 60% of the country, are sparsely populated. The urban population is 82.4% of the total population. The overall population density is 121.9 people per square mile, or 47.1 per square kilometer. The capital, Bogota, is in the central region of the country, in the middle of a mountain range in one of the valleys of the Andean Mountains. It's at an altitude of 2,600 meters, or 8,530 feet above sea level. It can be quite cold at night and early in the morning. It is the most populated city and has a population of 11.5 million. Medellin is the second highest populated city, with 4.1 million in 2023. Bogota has low-rise Pueblo cottages, cobblestone streets, and La Catedral, a neoclassical-style cathedral, now declared a national monument, which was built between 1807 and 1823. The city is a trendy destination with hip bars, vibrant markets, street art, and colorful architecture. It's a nice mixture of old and new. Much of the architecture in Colombia reflects 17th century Spanish colonial origins. There are hints of Moorish and Castilian architecture. Many of the church interiors reflect medieval and Renaissance churches in Spain. The newer buildings show modern architecture with adaptations of the Baroque style, including wood and wrought iron features. In the 19th century, the trend was towards adding elements of Greek, Roman, and Renaissance art in a style known as Republican, representing the independence of Colombian art.
this movement incorporated cement and steel buildings. Republicano homes are typically a single level with an A-frame roof. In more crowded areas, there are two or more levels, and these have more of a European influence. Most people lived in single-family homes until the late 1940s and early 50s. The government began to build high-density public housing projects during the early 50s. In poorer areas, the norm was for large families to construct small houses from cinder blocks covered with an adobe made of clay, cow manure, and hay. The Constitution states that all Colombians have a right to decent housing. The state will set the conditions to make this right. The issue of forced evictions was brought to the forefront with a report of a study by Torres Vargas, which showed that more than 4.5 million Colombians were having to move during the last three decades. There is a housing deficit which affects 31% of households. In 2019, 56% of urban households were homeowners, 36.7% lived in rented units, and the remaining 7.3% remained under another arrangement. Medellin is the second largest municipality in Colombia, and since the dismantling of the drug cartel, has received awards for its urban innovations, one of which is participatory budgeting. In less than 10 years, it has gained a reputation for its well-established planning practice and for several other projects it has implemented. Family and Households Family life is extremely important and is the basic element of community and social order. People rely on their family for support, particularly in times of need. Those in lower classes are more open with their neighbors and community about family or personal problems so that they can get help from others in times of need. Those in the elite class tend to be more private about their family problems to conceal them and protect their reputation. Parents are known to be protective of their children and quite conservative. It is normal to have grandparents living with their adult children. The families can be rather large, and children often share bedrooms. Marriage The legal age for marriage is 18. However, children can marry over the age of 12 with parental consent. Currently, only 20% of Colombians aged 18 to 49 are married. More are choosing to live together without getting married at 30%. 23% of girls are married before they turn 18. This is in part because one in five women aged 15 to 19 were pregnant or already had a child, and it is looked down on by the Catholic Church to have a child out of wedlock. There is also a low divorce rate because of their religious adherence. Marriage ceremonies usually follow the Roman Catholic tradition. Child rearing. People do tend to have unplanned children due to limited access to contraceptives and sexual education. Most Colombians have godparents who are chosen at their birth. This couple acts as a second parental pair in providing advice and support to the child throughout their life. Teenage boys often meet friends after school for some sports such as soccer or basketball, while girls tend to help around the house before socializing. They also work on homework. There are many who don't have a lot of free time since they're helping on the family farm or in a store. In dating, 
Men ask the women out. Dating is quite formal and can go on for some time before it gets romantic. It's not unusual for dating to be kept at a low profile until both feel there's been enough time to be able to let others know. Typical places for the first dates are restaurants, the movies, a dance club, or a concert. Being a Catholic-majority society, if premarital sex is engaged in, most couples will not share that information with the family. It's common for young people to continue living with their parents right through education at the university level and beyond. There is a large difference in school completion between those from the poorest backgrounds and those of the richest. Those of poorer backgrounds, mostly those of indigenous, Afro-Columbian, displaced, and rural children, usually complete just six years of schooling. Those in higher economic families complete 12 years. Child mortality is at 1.7% or 17.7 deaths for 1,000 live births. Being a high rate of adolescent pregnancies, particularly in the rural areas, there is a high rate of maternal mortality in this group. Children are often targeted by armed groups to recruit for their militias. Most often it is the indigenous and Afro-Columbian children. When this happens, they have no access to education or medical care, are often victims of sexual violence, and are killed during fighting or by landmines. According to UNICEF, there are approximately 520,000 displaced children because of armed conflict. About 60% of these were forced to flee with other family members, and 63% confirmed that at least one family member was murdered or a victim of attempted murder. Many children are working, although the government has a minimum age for working at 15. They work in the areas of coffee cultivation, sugarcane, and coca. Some work in artisanal mining, where they're exposed to toxic gases, long hours, explosives, and dangerous chemicals. There are many that work in street vending and in domestic service. In domestic service, they're vulnerable to sexual abuse by their employers. Some children turn to recycling to earn money and are exposed to toxic substances such as lead, sulfuric acid, and dangerous waste. Children are also exploited in child pornography, sex tourism, and trafficked for sex domestically and internationally. Etiquette Be sure to cover your mouth when yawning or sneezing. Using your two fingers to indicate the length of something is an obscene gesture. Measurements can be shown by extending your right arm and using your left hand to show the length along the right arm. If invited to someone's home, it is appropriate to bring the host some flowers, fine wine, fruit, or chocolates. Lilies and marigolds should be avoided since they signify death. When invited to someone's home to eat, always wait to be seated by the host. Your hands should be kept visible at the table without resting your elbows on the table. Usually, all food is eaten with utensils. Culture Colombians are seen as very positive and cheerful people. They're known for their ability to make a party out of most any situation. A trait known as rumbero spirit is very recognizable with the people in Colombia. It describes their ability to enjoy the leisurely side of life under pressure and in difficult circumstances. 
There was a distinct class hierarchical system because of colonization as the Spanish developed a social stratification that determined the privilege and socioeconomic standing of racial groups. This lingers as there is a vastly unequal distribution of wealth throughout the country. The wealthiest are those who have inherited wealth through their elite families and those known as narco-families who have gained wealth and privilege through the drug trade. Most Colombians are in a lower class, lacking steady employment. Networks known as roscas wield great influence behind the scenes in both political dealings and business ventures. These can open opportunities more readily than can educational achievement. Classes don't have a lot of interaction among one another. Therefore, there is a lot of loyalty to those in the same class. And race has a lot to do with social class. The lighter one's skin, the wealthier they generally are. Those with darker skin are perceived as poor, uneducated, or unemployed. Colombians live by something they call hora típica, meaning they will arrive about 20 to 30 minutes late. They have a very relaxed perception of time. People can be from 30 to 45 minutes late with an excuse given. Keeping the home looking clean and orderly is a sense of pride and very common. Some households hire maids, but many families all join in to maintain the house. Men do occupy the traditional role as main income earner and heading the household, maintaining pride and position within the community. Machismo is an element in the culture. It is not meaning strict male dominance, but is more a public symbol of the male family head. This machismo role is less dominant in urban areas where women are holding higher-paying jobs and prominent positions in society. Colombian men are often very proud and protective of their wives, mothers, and sisters. Men are freer to socialize outside of the home than women are, and they have two different personas, one inside the home and one outside. Men are not expected to remain faithful to their wives, but if a woman isn't faithful, it's seen as something very shameful. There is a lot of pressure on women to get married and bear children quickly. They shouldn't be viewed as weak. They're taught to be independent and to stand up for themselves. The most senior person in the family or at work is expected to make decisions. The elderly are respected and generally perceived as wise. They are included in the activities of the family, enjoying visits from their family weekly if they're not living in the same house. Colombians generally don't love confrontation, so they will approach subjects in a roundabout manner. They try to avoid saying no. This indirectness doesn't stop them from being expressive, loud, and energetic speakers. People speak at a relatively high volume, and conversations can easily be dominated by those who speak up most. It's normal for Colombians to stand closer than an arm's length while talking. They are expressive and use their hands and arms a lot, and among friends and family, touching is not unusual. Their conversational and expressive manner includes a good deal of physical contact, such as nudging each other in the arm or leg. Direct eye contact shows that you're engaged in the conversation, and avoiding such can lead to suspicion. People value manners, formality, and dignified behavior. 
They care what others think and are careful not to offend others. Please and thank you are heard often, as politeness is appreciated. The usual greeting involves a handshake with eye contact and a smile. A man should wait for the woman to extend her hand first. Sometimes women hold each other's arms instead of a handshake. With closer friends, there's a hug followed by a pat on the shoulder for men and a kiss on the cheek between women. A kiss on the cheek between women and men is also common among those who know each other well. Dancing and music are important elements of this culture. The happiness index is 5.78 on a scale of 0 unhappy to 10 happy. Crime and legal issues. The legal age for drinking and smoking is 18, although not heavily enforced. There is a light disregard for law and order, as can be seen through driving manners and the lack of punctuality. Those in power often make their own rules. Family solidarity and mutual support are essential to helping people in many circumstances. They have adapted to being flexible, improvising, and opportunistic. Because of the weak rule of law, vigilantism has become common as citizen-organized groups work together to act. The country has been dealing with ongoing violence for 50 years. Government, military forces, left-wing guerrillas, right-wing paramilitaries, and various criminal bands have been fighting each other to promote their influence, power, and agendas in Colombian territory. Violence is endemic in everyday life. In total, the conflict has killed at least 225,000 people and displaced 6.8 million more between 1958 and 2016. Civilians are often caught up in competition over territory and face the choice of having to support or join one of the armed groups for protection and survival, or flee for their safety in urban slums where they encounter massive unemployment, further crime, and poverty. The two major guerrilla organizations operating over the past few decades are the Revolutionary Armed Forces of Colombia, or FARC, and the Army of National Liberation, ELN. These have attempted to disrupt the government and the national economy to bring about reform and social justice. They have generally targeted government buildings, military positions, and police stations, but also have attacked energy distribution and communication networks, and engaged in extortion, kidnapping, and assassination. Drug trafficking has enriched the drug cartels and financed the guerrillas. To counter this, paramilitary organizations and other informal groups have risen to combat crime. So, many people take the law into their own hands, and many crimes are committed in the context of personal or group retaliations. The ELN, or National Liberation Party, is the last real guerrilla force in Colombia since the dissolution of the Revolutionary Armed Forces of Colombia in 2016. The ELN was founded in 1964 by Colombian rebels trained in Venezuela and later headed by a series of Roman Catholic priests. It states that its prime objective is to transform Colombia's unequal society and economic structures. Its propaganda frequently lashes out at the economic elite. It relies heavily on a network of civilian militias who support its activities.
It engages in forced recruitments, including children, especially those living in desperation in Colombia and Venezuela. It has engaged in kidnappings, extortions, assassinations, restricted freedom of movement, and conducted social cleansing. It has financed its operations through drug trafficking, illegal mining, and other illicit activities. Colombians are aware of the country's struggles in this area and are not proud of it. They tend to reject judgment from outsiders and instead prefer people to focus on how they have achieved a high level of economic development despite the violence and political turmoil. Crimes and scams against tourists and those perceived to be wealthy are common and well-coordinated in urban areas, including in affluent neighborhoods. Firearms and knives are prevalent in Colombia and often used in muggings and robberies under the threat of violence. Drive-by motorcyclist snatchings of cell phones, bags, and valuables are extremely common. Victims are often identified well in advance of the robbery based on visible jewelry, high-value wristwatches, and general attire while in public places such as shopping malls, restaurants, and airports. There have been regular reports of victims being drugged in their food or drinks, unsuspectingly to be robbed or assaulted. Beware of scammers who almost always pose as United States citizens who have no one else to turn to for help. Internet romance and financial scams are prevalent in Colombia. Certain regions, especially in rural areas, experience higher instances of harassment and violence against LGBT plus communities. And most recently, there have been an uptick of homicides specifically targeting gay men in Medellin. LGBT plus associated and friendly establishments exist mostly in metropolitan areas, especially Cartagena, Medellin, and Bogota. It is illegal to export certain cultural artifacts with historical value from the country, such as original paintings, sculptures, and fossils. Doing business. People are more punctual in business than in leisure. Being no more than 15 minutes late is more acceptable. Calling to inform a business contact that you expect to be late is good practice. It's normal for business to start with small talk. Gifts are not usually expected at an initial meeting. If you bring something, it should be modest. Colombians value nice dress and proper grooming. For men, a darker colored suit with proper colored shoes and tie are a good choice. A bow tie is considered old-fashioned. Long hair is not the norm for men in Colombia, nor would they wear an earring. Women often choose a business suit or business casual wear. Wearing natural colored nylons is the most preferred. Wearing closed-toed shoes is best instead of sandals. It's customary for women to have manicured nails, styled hair, and accessories, such as earrings. Jeans and business casual are not acceptable, and sneakers or tennis shoes should be avoided. The work week is Monday through Friday, with normal working hours 8 a.m. to 5 p.m. Lunch is at 12 or 1. In coastal cities such as Cartagena, many offices and manufacturing operations also work half days on Saturdays, with a two-hour lunch break during the work week. Social Provisions Work performed between 9 p.m. and 6 a.m. that is not overtime 
is paid a shift difference of 135% of the standard daytime rate and 210% on Sundays. Overtime is paid 125% of the standard salary on a regular day and 175% for work performed between 9 p.m. and 6 a.m. After the third day of an illness, employees can receive sick leave if they present a medical certificate. The employer pays the employee and claims it back from the Social Security office. Sickness and maternity benefits are part of the social insurance and social assistance plans. Females receive 18 weeks of paid maternity leave, with the option of taking up to two weeks before the birth and then 16 weeks after. Males receive eight days of paid paternity leave. Companies pay a semi-annual bonus of 15 days of salary on the final day of June and on December 20th each year. Work injury is part of the social insurance program for employed persons and self-employed who have opted for voluntary coverage. Workers' medical benefits cover medical, surgical, dental, and hospital care, medicine, appliances, rehabilitation, and transportation. Unemployment benefits fall under the Social Insurance Plan and Mandatory and Voluntary Individual Account System. There are extended family allowances under the Social Insurance and Social Assistance Plans. Employees receive 15 days of paid annual leave after a year of service. Employees receive 5 days of paid personal leave for serious circumstances. Five days for the death of a spouse, close relative, to vote in an election and military service leave, where the employer's job is protected if they return within 30 days. Columbia provides universal health care, and companies also offer private health care insurance. There are old age, disability, and survivor's benefits via social insurance, mandatory and voluntary accounts, and the social assistance system. The old age pension begins at age 62 for men and 57 for women. Education. Elementary schools last for five years, and it's for ages 6 to 12. Secondary school is divided into lower secondary for four years, ages 11 to 14. Upper secondary school is for two years from ages 15 to 16. Since 2004, the Ministry of Education added the National Bilingual Program, mandating that all students learn English as a second language. There are 110 universities in Colombia. 18 rank globally in the top 200. The highest ranking was National University of Colombia at number 36 in engineering in the field of mineral and mining. Javeriana University ranks number 51 in Theology, Divinity, and Religious Studies. Technological University of Pereira ranks number one in student satisfaction. Some of the problems the education system faces are inadequate facilities, a lack of internet access, a low-quality education, and schools which are too far from students' homes. More girls attend secondary schooling than boys. Textbooks must be purchased by the families, and children must wear uniforms in primary and secondary schools. The literacy rate is 95.6%. Health. There is improved drinking water for 97.7% of the population, 
and improved sanitary facility access for 97%. However, only around 73% has access to an immediately available running water supply. Major infectious diseases are dengue fever, malaria, yellow fever, and bacterial diarrhea. The top five causes of death in the country are coronary heart disease, violence, stroke, lung disease, and influenza and pneumonia. Tobacco users are at 8.5% of the population. Adequate health facilities are available throughout the country, but health care in rural areas may be below United States standards. U.S. citizens have suffered serious complications or died during or having had cosmetic or other elective surgeries. Medical tourism is a rapidly growing industry. People seeking health care overseas should understand that medical systems operate differently from those in the United States and are not subject to the same rules and regulations. Although surrogacy agencies and clinics claim surrogacy is legal in Colombia, there is no legal framework for foreigners or same-sex couples to pursue surrogacy in Colombia. As a result, surrogacy agreements between foreign or same-sex intending parents and gestational mothers may not be enforced by Colombian courts. In rural areas, tap water may not be potable. Bottled water and beverages are generally safe, although you should be aware that many restaurants and hotels serve tap water unless bottled water is specifically requested. Be aware that ice for drinks may be made using tap water. Air pollution is a problem in several major cities in Colombia. Consider the impact smog and heavy particulate pollution may have on you and consult your doctor before traveling if necessary. The obesity rate for women is 26.6% and for men 17.6%. The happiness score is 5.78 out of 10. Life expectancy. For women, it is 78.1 years and for men, 71.5 years. Food. Most families eat meals that reflect Spanish and indigenous traditions. Breakfast is normally light, the midday meal is the heaviest meal, and a lighter meal is served in the evening. Dinner includes fresh fruit, a main dish with fish or meat, with rice, potatoes, and patacón or fried banana. Homemade soup is another popular item. Food varies in the different regions. In the interior, breakfast is rice and beans, pork, a large steak, and fried eggs. Dinner is similar except for the eggs. On the coast, seafood is more in the center. In Cartagena, lunch is often rice with coconut, fried plantains, and shrimp. Some staple foods are rice, maize, potato, cassava, beans, and plantains. The most used meats are beef, chicken, pork, and goat. Seafood is used often and it is plentiful for those living along the coast. Beer and coffee are the major drinks. Even children have coffee as a coffee milkshake. They drink very little wine or milk. Other drinks are avena, an oatmeal juice, and aguardiente, which is made from distilled sugarcane and anise. Sugar and milk are the primary ingredients in sweets and desserts. Some popular dishes. Arepa, a cornmeal bread, often served with hogao, 
a Creole sauce, or salsa made from tomato, scallions, garlic, and ground cumin. The sauce ingredients are prepared by cooking them down until they thicken. Bandeja Paisa is a feast on a platter. The components are a mixture of pork rinds, steak, ground beef, sausages, fried eggs, red beans, fried plantains, hogao, and arepa. Ajiaco, a stew made from chicken, corn, three different potatoes, and is served with capers, cream, and avocado. Pasteles, single-serving pies, usually filled with meat and vegetables, and then fried. Changua, the most popular breakfast food. It's a milk soup with an undercooked egg. Café con queso is coffee with cheese, or another version, hot chocolate with cheese. Cubes of white cheese like mozzarella is put into the hot beverage. It partially melts, imparting a creamy taste to your coffee. Once the coffee is completely drunk, the cheese can be removed and eaten. Some people even spread it on bread. Arroz con pollo is chicken with rice. Frijoles con chicharrón, red beans and fried pork bellies. The red beans are prepared with bacon, tomato, scallion, cumin, red kidney beans, sugar, water, bouillon, and cilantro. Sancocho is a stew with chicken, fish, or meat, and vegetables. Vegetables and seasonings can include yucca, red potatoes, lemon, cumin, scallions, cilantro, and salt and pepper. Arequipe, a caramel sauce made with milk, sugar, baking soda, egg yolks, cinnamon, and a pinch of salt. Empanadas paisas. These are meat-filled turnovers. Pork and beef are both used along with onions, scallions, cumin, tomatoes, and potatoes. Arroz con leche. Rice pudding with cinnamon and milk. Guava jelly, often eaten with cheese. Arts. Pottery. There is archaeological evidence that ceramics were produced on Colombia's Caribbean coast earlier than anywhere in the Americas outside of the lower Amazon basin. Some of the earliest examples were fiber-tempered and formed from a single lump of clay. Others were sand-tempered and coiled. They showed patterns inspired by animals and snakeskin. Gold work. The earliest examples have been attributed to the Tumaco people, of the Pacific coast, and date around 325 BCE. A collection of the most important pre-Columbian gold handicrafts in the Americas can be seen at the Museo del Oro in Bogota. Stone. Roughly between 200 BCE and 800 CE, the San Agustin culture, masters in stone cutting, entered its classical period. They constructed ceremonial centers, sarcophagi, and large stone monoliths depicting anthropomorphic and zoomorphic forms out of stone. Some of these have been up to 5 meters high, or a little over 16 feet. Also in tombs were found funeral urns, bowls, and pitchers. Sculpture From the 16th to the 18th century, most were made for religious depictions. Later they made sculptures of politicians and public figures. Music Vallenato is one of the most popular types of folk music in the country. It's inscribed on the UNESCO's Intangible Heritage List and found mostly on the peninsula of Guajira 
in the northwest of Colombia in the Caribbean region. With it is a strong European influence, which can be seen with the accordion brought by the German settlers in Rio Hacha. This is popular in all Latin American countries. Curulao is popular in the country's Pacific coast, where most of the population is Afro-Colombian. It uses the sea, rain, and rivers as its central theme, and is played with mostly wooden instruments. Bambuco is a traditional music genre from Colombia and typically accompanied by a stylized group dance. It emphasizes the earth, mountains, and lakes. Guabina is a rhythm from the Andean mountains in Colombia. It includes dancers. It's a lyrical lament with music by string instruments and sometimes the cane flute and hand percussion. Joropo music is one that reflects the cattle rancher's way of life with its fierceness. Painting. In the colonial period, painting reflected the power and prestige of the Catholic Church and the New Kingdom of Granada, or later the Viceroyalty of New Granada. From 1920 to 1940, many painters produced mural paintings influenced by the Mexican muralists with neoclassic features and influences of Art Nouveau. Pedro Nail Gomez created murals that featured social criticism. Theater. Colombian theater was introduced during the colonization by the Spanish between 1550 and 1810. Colombia currently holds one of the biggest theater festivals in the world, properly called the Ibero-American Theater Festival. Dance. The country loves to dance. There are different forms of salsa, and it's extremely popular. Colombian-style salsa is a dance almost exclusively done in Colombia. It has a rapid footwork with athletic lifts and twists. Unlike other salsa types, this one includes keeping the upper body mostly rigid while the main movement is occurring in the hips and legs. Another dance is cumbia, which originated with slaves who had their legs in chains and balls. They danced to the rhythms of percussions. Born from Africa rhythms and influenced by Spanish colonial style and indigenous peoples, cumbia is the national dance. Other popular dance styles are the merengue, champeta, and valenato. The government encourages and sponsors street art, and Bogota is a mecca for street artists. Handicrafts include patina products, puzzle toys, macrame, which is not crafts, leather products, silver jewelry, dolls and puppets, bead crafts, bone and horn products, and natural buttons. Molas are handmade decorative textiles used as traditional women's clothing of some of the indigenous people. They're made using a reverse applique technique. There are several layers of different colored cloth, usually cotton, sewn together. The design is then formed by cutting away parts of each layer. The edges of layers are then turned under and sewn down. The stitches are often unseen, as the thread used will match the cloth color. Geometric molas are the most traditional. Celebrations and holidays Some of the religious holidays are Epiphany, Holy Week, including Easter, All Saints' Day, the Immaculate Conception, and Christmas. Another one is Maundy Thursday, or Holy Thursday, a day during Holy Week that commemorates the washing of the feet and Last Supper of Jesus Christ with the Apostles. 
Independence Day, July 20th, to commemorate independence gained from Spain in 1810. Independence of Cartagena, November 14th. Battle of Boyacá Day, August 7th, to commemorate the Battle of Boyacá, where Bolívar defeated the Spanish. The crowning of Miss Columbia is in November each year, when feminine beauty is recognized and rewarded. The Ibero-American Theater Festival is held in Bogota every other year, and is one of the largest performing arts festivals in the world. It showcases classical works, music, dance, circus acts, puppetry, pantomime, concerts, and performance arts. During this 17-day event, there are also specialized workshops and lectures by maestros of the scenic arts from five continents. Carnival de Blanco y Negros, Whites and Blacks Carnival, in the city of Pasto, about two hours from the Ecuador border, January 5th and 6th. Flower festivals are held in Medellin every August. It's the second biggest city in Colombia and has beautiful weather which has earned it the nickname City of Eternal Spring. The Cartagena Hay Festival is a literature festival where discussions are the main attraction. It features up to 80 events annually on literature, psychology, science, art, journalism, and film, with over 150 guest speakers and important personalities from these fields. Sports The national sport is Tejo, which originated with indigenous groups in Colombia around 500 years ago and was declared the national sport in 2000. It is played by throwing heavy steel discs at a board of about 18 meters or 20 yards away. The board is one meter by one meter, covered in clay, and placed at a 45-degree angle. The board has a metal ring called a bocine, with a puck is supposed to land inside of. If successful, you receive six points. Around the ring are mecha, or triangular paper pouches filled with gunpowder. If a disc hits one of these, you gain three points. And yes, if you hit a mecha, you will hear the bang. If you do hit a mecha and land a bullseye, or moñona, in the bocine, you'll gain a maximum of nine points. The sport is played while consuming a lot of beer. The sport has been gaining popularity outside of Colombia, and there are serious competitions which bring trophies and money. The most widely played and watched sport is football or soccer. Basketball and baseball are also very popular. Other sports most enjoyed are golf, tennis, and skiing, and people like to attend automobile races and bullfights. There is a bicycle race, the Tour of Colombia, each year, covering about 1,200 miles or 2,000 kilometers in 12 days. Many Colombians also enjoy gambling, especially at the lottery sponsored by the government, which are used to fund social programs. Transportation There are 836 airports, with 121 paved. The largest airport is El Dorado International Airport in Bogota. Colombian air transportation is well-developed, with international airports in 10 cities, providing regular flights to major cities abroad. There are pipelines carrying gas, oil, and refined products. There are railways and roadways. The quality of roadways is ranked at 3.4 on a scale of 1 to 7, with 1 at the low end. 
traffic laws are often ignored and rarely enforced. Road travel in Colombia can be dangerous, especially at night. Some roads are poorly maintained or vulnerable to heavy rains and mudslides. Mountain roads may lack safety features, such as crash barriers or guardrails, and conditions are frequently made more treacherous by heavy fog. Highways are often unmarked and unlit, and do not have signs indicating destinations. Slow-moving buses and trucks frequently stop in the middle of the road unexpectedly. In the countryside, livestock is often herded along roads or left to graze on roadsides. Due to a lack of sidewalks, roads are also used by pedestrians. There are 24,725 kilometers, or 15,363 miles, of navigable waterways. The most important one is the Magdalena River, which is dredged regularly to ensure safe passage of cargo vessels and container barges. There are 122 merchant marine vessels. The major seaports are Cartagena, Santa Marta, and Turbo on the Atlantic Ocean, and Buenaventura on the Pacific Ocean. Small tourist boats sometimes sink off the northern coast between Cartagena and the nearby islands, particularly in the months of December and January when seas are rough. U.S. citizens have died in boating accidents. Check for life jackets and safety equipment before boarding a tourist vessel. Communications Those with access to the Internet are at 69.8%. Broadband internet users are at 16.4%. Telephone landlines are at 14.7%. And mobile telephones are at well over 100% of the population. A combination of state-owned and privately-owned broadcast media provides service. There are more than 500 radio stations and many national, regional, and local TV stations. Energy. Oil is produced and exported, and there are reserves. Gasoline and liquid petroleum are produced. Natural gas is produced and imported. There is coal production, imports, exports, and reserves. Electricity is produced, imported, and exported. Colombia produces energy at 69% via hydropower, 29% fossil fuels, and 2% renewable energy. Colombia launched the Energy Plan 2050 in 2016, which aims to diversify the country's energy resources and ensure a reliable energy supply by including wind power plants, solar PV, and geothermal energy generation in the country's electric mix. Travel The country has 14 UNESCO World Heritage Sites, either completely in Colombia or partially, and shared with another country. San Agustin is a UNESCO World Heritage Site steeped in legends and myths. It sits amidst the rainforests and winding rivers and has the famous anthropomorphic monolith carvings that were discovered among burial mounds and chieftain tombs. Cartagena Port, Fortresses, and Group of Monuments has the most extensive fortifications in South America. With its strategic location and a sheltered bay overlooking the Caribbean Sea, Cartagena was for several centuries a focal point of confrontation among the principal European powers, 
vying for control of the New World. Defensive fortifications were built by the Spanish in 1586 and were strengthened and extended to their current dimensions in the 18th century. Cano Cristales, also called the River of Five Colors or the Liquid Rainbow, is a river in Colombia in which the riverbed changes color between black, blue, yellow, green, and red during July through November. Popayan is a UNESCO World Heritage Site recognized for its many cuisines representing Colombian culture. It is renowned as the first gastronomy city. It's also known as the White City, as you can see by the white painted buildings with churches and government buildings left over from the Spanish rule. Cartagena is the most visited city. It's on the Caribbean coast and is known for its colonial architecture, fortress, picturesque plaza, and walls. Here you will also find the Castillo de San Felipe, the Clock Tower, Convento de la Popa, Palacio de la Inquisición, and Plaza de la Aduana. The city is known for its striking door knockers on wooden doors, which carry a significant social status of the colonial period. It's filled with animal-shaped door knockers. Those who are sailors or sea merchants have a fish-shaped knocker. Lions are for those who are soldiers in the military, and lizard-shaped knockers are symbols of the aristocracy. Now the city is a mix of coral stone forts and stucco homes, labyrinth-like alleys, baroque mansions, Spanish churches, sunny plazas, and babbling fountains. Chiribiquete National Park is a UNESCO World Heritage Site. It is the largest national park in Colombia and the largest tropical rainforest national park in the world. It has mountains and surrounding lowlands, which are covered by tropical forests, savannas, and rivers. It has incredible biodiversity and a diverse array of rock art. More than 600,000 traces of over 75,000 petroglyphs and pictographs have been made by indigenous people on the walls of the 60 rock shelters from 20,000 BCE up to the 16th century. The park is well known for its tepuis, or tabletop mountains, that abruptly rise from the forest. However, the park is off-limits to visitors to protect the indigenous people who have never encountered the Western civilization. Bucaramanga, in north-central Colombia, is known for its beautiful gardens and parks with waterfalls and fountains. It's also home to two notable cathedrals. One, the towering Catedral de la Sagrada Familia, and the centuries-old whitewashed Capilla de los Dolores. Medellin, once the epicenter for the infamous Medellin cartel, is now a bustling artsy university town. You will see public art displays on many street corners, including many sculptures, as the city is known as the City of Sculptures. The rugged Abura Valley can be reached via cable car from the town. Corrales del Rosario y San Bernardo Nature Reserve is by far Colombia's most popular national park. The major draw is the coral reefs. There are also beautiful white beaches to enjoy. Santa Marta is a prime location for beach lovers on its beautiful palm-lined shore. The town is in between the snow-covered Sierra Nevada and the blue waters of the Caribbean Sea. 
Many use this as a diving base to explore the legendary coral gardens and coves of the Tirona National Park. This park is the second most visited national park in Colombia. Due to the strong currents and riptides, it's not considered safe swimming, but offers beautiful scenery. This park offers many trails to hike to explore the Sierra Nevada mountains. San Andres Island is known for its perfect beaches and water sport activities, drawing ecotourists. It's home to many colorful fish and coral. There is the National Coffee Park, a theme park in the department of Quindío, with two main areas. One, the buildings housing the museum and exhibitions detailing the history, culture, and process of growing and producing coffee in the region. And two, in the valley beyond, there is an amusement park with rides and shows. The areas are linked by two gondola lifts and a chairlift. Between the two areas is an ecological trail that passes through a plantation of many varieties of coffee bushes. The park offers animatronic shows, a global coffee garden, food stalls based on coffee and traditional Colombian architecture. In 2017, it had grown to become one of Colombia's top tourist attractions with more than 1 million visitors. Colombia recorded a total of 1 million tourists in 2020. The United States State Department issued a travel advisory for Colombia Level 3, Reconsider Travel Due to Crime and Terrorism. Exercise increased caution due to civil unrest and kidnapping. Violent crimes such as homicide, assault, and armed robbery is widespread. Organized criminal activities such as extortion, robbery, and kidnapping are common in some areas. The National Liberation Army, Revolutionary Armed Forces of Colombia, and Segunda Marquetalia terrorist organizations continue operating and launching attacks in Colombia. They may attack with little or no warning. While terrorists have not specifically targeted U.S. citizens, the attacks could result in unintended victims. Demonstrations occur regularly throughout the country. Large public demonstrations can take place for a variety of political and economic issues. Demonstrations can shut down roads and major highways, often without prior notice or estimated reopening timelines. Road closures may significantly reduce access to public transportation and may disrupt travel both within and between cities. Nationwide protests in 2021 resulted in fatalities and injuries. If normal yellow city taxis must be used, ensure that the hotel or restaurant calls a radio taxi and provides you with a code. Never hail taxis on the street and never share a cab with an unknown person. Segment 3, Who Is? Juan Manuel Santos Calderon, a Colombian politician who was president of Colombia from 2010 to 2018. He was an economist by profession and a journalist by trade. He's a member of a wealthy and influential family who were the majority shareholders of El Tiempo, The Times, a nationally distributed daily newspaper in Colombia. He was a cadet at the Navy Academy in Cartagena. Shortly after graduating from the University of Kansas, 
he joined the National Federation of Coffee Growers of Colombia as an economic advisor and delegate to the International Coffee Organization in London. There, he attended the London School of Economics. In 1981, he was appointed deputy director of El Tiempo and moving on to director in 1983. He was a 1988 Neiman Fellow for his award-winning work as a columnist and reporter. He's been a member of the Washington-based think tank, the Inter-American Dialogue, since 1990, and he previously served as co-chair of the Board of Directors. Santos was president of the Freedom of Expression Commission for the Inter-American Press Association. In 1991, he was appointed Colombia's first Minister of Foreign Trade and worked in expanding international trade with Colombia. He later became Minister of Finance and Public Credit. In 2005, he co-founded and led the Social Party of National Unity. He worked as Minister of Defense, taking a strong stand against the FARC and other guerrilla groups in Colombia. During his time as Minister of Defense, his record was tarnished due to the false positives scandal, where thousands of civilians were executed, and the army passed this off as guerrillas killed in combat. There have been more than 6,000 civilians identified among these in what appears to be a cover-up by the military hierarchy and political leaders. In 2010, Santos won the presidential election as successor of Uribe and was seen as a protege. A few months later, Uribe became his strongest opponent. In 2016, Santos was announced as recipient of the Nobel Peace Prize for his efforts negotiating a peace treaty with the FARC guerrilla group in that country. This same year, the Colombian government and the FARC signed a revised peace deal, and it was hoped to mark the end of the conflict. Santos has been named one of Time's 100 Most Influential People. Santos left office with one of the lowest levels of popular approval ever, and his successor was Uribe's new protege, Ivan Duque, a moderate critic of Santos' peace treaty with the FARC guerrilla. Shakira, a pop singer. At age four, she wrote her first poem, which later became a song. She's referred to as the queen of Latin music and is noted for her musical versatility. She made her recording debut with Sony at the age of 13. Fernando Botero, a figurative artist and sculpture from Medellin. His signature style, known as Boterismo, depicts people and figures in large, exaggerated volume, which can represent political criticism or humor, depending on the piece. He is considered the most recognized and quoted living artist from Latin America, and his art can be found in highly visible places around the world. His art is collected by many major international museums, corporations, and private collectors. In 2012, he received the International Sculpture Center's Lifetime Achievement in Contemporary Sculpture Award. Jorge Isaacs Ferrer, a Colombian writer, politician, and soldier. His sole novel, Maria, became one of the most notable works of the Romantic movement in Spanish literature. Policarpa Salavarieta, also known as La Pola, was a neo-Granadine seamstress 
who spied for the revolutionary forces during the Spanish Reconquista of the Viceroyalty of New Granada. She was captured and ultimately executed for high treason. She's now considered a heroine of the independence of Colombia. Edgar Renteria, nicknamed the Barranquilla Baby, is a Colombian former professional baseball shortstop. He played for the Florida Marlins, St. Louis Cardinals, Boston Red Sox, Atlanta Braves, Detroit Tigers, San Francisco Giants, and Cincinnati Reds. Luis Carlos Galán Sarmiento, a Colombian journalist and liberal politician who ran for presidency of Colombia two times but was not elected. He focused on his political movement called New Liberalism that he founded in 1979. Galan declared himself enemy of the dangerous and influential Colombian drug cartels, mainly the Medellin cartel, led by Pablo Escobar and Gonzalo Rodriguez, a.k.a. El Mexicano, that were corrupting the Colombian society at all levels. Galan supported an extradition treaty with the United States. After receiving several death threats, on August 18, 1989, Galan was shot to death by hitmen hired by the drug cartels during a public demonstration in the town of Soacha, Cundinamarca. At the time, he was comfortably leading the polls for the forthcoming 1990 presidential election. His murder investigation remains partly unsolved. Pablo Emilio Escobar Gaviria was dubbed the king of cocaine. He was a Colombian drug lord and was the founder and sole leader of the Medellin cartel. His drug cartel distributed powder cocaine and established the first smuggling routes from Peru, Bolivia, and Ecuador through Colombia and eventually into the United States. He constantly battled rival cartels domestically and abroad, leading to massacres and the murders of police officers, judges, locals, and prominent politicians making Colombia the murder capital of the world. In 1993, he was killed in his hometown by Colombian National Police. His killing was mourned and his funeral attended by over 25,000 people. Additionally, his private estate, Hacienda Napoles, has been transformed into a theme park. This luxury house had a sculpture park, a complete zoo with elephants, exotic birds, giraffes, and African hippos. After his death, apparently four hippos had escaped and have turned into at least 19. They roam the countryside at night searching for food. There is concern that these creatures will attempt to colonize more lakes and rivers and spread further through the Colombian countryside. Escobar was also involved in philanthropy in Colombia and paid handsomely for the staff of his cocaine lab. Escobar spent millions developing some of Medellin's poorest neighborhoods. He helped build roads, power lines, and soccer fields. He also built housing complexes for the homeless. He was the wealthiest criminal in history, having amassed a net worth of 30 billion U.S. dollars by the time of his death. His drug cartel monopolized the cocaine trade into the United States in the 1980s and early 90s. Gabriel Garcia Marquez, a novelist, short story writer, screenwriter, and journalist. He is the author of Love in the Time of Cholera, the number two 
in most sold Spanish novels in history after Don Quixote of La Mancha. Two other famous works were One Hundred Years of Solitude and Chronicles of a Death Foretold. His works have achieved significant critical acclaim and widespread commercial success, most notably for popularizing a literary style known as magic realism, which uses magical elements and events in otherwise ordinary and realistic situations. He is a best friend of revolutionist Fidel Castro. He was awarded the Nobel Prize in Literature in 1982. Juan Esteban Aristizabal Vasquez, better known as Juanes, is a Colombian musician who has won three Latin Grammy Awards. He started playing guitar at the age of seven and started his first band, Echimosis, at age 15 in 1988. He released five albums with this band and went on to becoming a solo artist. Carlos Vives, a popular artist and three-time Latin Grammy Award winner. He's a singer, composer, and actor. Segment 4, Who Would Have Thought? El Dorado is a mythical city in ancient Colombia. The term El Hombre Dorado, or the Golden Man, or El Rey Dorado, the Golden King, was the term used by the Spanish in the 16th century to describe the mythical tribal chief or king of the Muisca people, an indigenous people of the Altiplano region. It is said this king covered himself with gold dust and was submerged in Lake Guatavita to appease an underwater sea god. The legends shifted over time, going from a man to a city to a kingdom, then to an empire. The legend led to Sir Walter Raleigh's expedition in pursuit of the City of Gold and Francisco Vázquez de Coronado's expedition across the New Mexico Territory in pursuit of the Seven Cities of Gold. Colombia has the oldest democracy in South America. It is mandatory for every public radio and television station to play the national anthem every day at 6 a.m. and 6 p.m. In 2020, the Guinness World Records named Edward Nino Hernandez of Colombia the shortest-living mobile male at 33 years of age. He is 2 feet 4.3938 inches or 72.10 centimeters tall. In 2015, Juan Jairo Lopez Vélez of Colombia was named by Guinness World Records as the longest marathon playing the Congo drums by an individual. He played for 25 hours, 1 minute, and 11 seconds. The smelliest bird in the world lives in the Colombian rainforest. It's the huatzin, a bird classified in several different ways, pheasant, cuckoo, tuarico, and even in a group of its own. Its local name, Paba hedionda, translates as stinking pheasant and is best described as smelling like cow manure. It's believed that the odor comes from its exclusive diet of green leaves and its unique bovine-like digestive system that involves a fermentation process. Known as the Holy Grail of Shipwrecks, the San Jose, which sank in 1708, is said to have treasures worth billions of dollars, and was discovered by a robotic submarine in 2015 off the coast of Cartagena. It was a group of Woods Hole Oceanographic Institute researchers working with an international team aboard a Colombian ship who located the wreck. 
It includes gold, silver, emeralds, ceramics, and cannons. Colombia was a colony of Spain at the time of the sinking. Gold from across South America was stored in the fort of Cartagena before being shipped to Spain. Only a few of San Jose's 600-member crew survived the shipwreck. There are contentions over who the ship belongs to, as Spain says it is theirs being a ship of state. And an indigenous group in Bolivia says it belongs to them, as it was their ancestors who were forced to mine for the silver. Colombia has taken steps toward recovering the Spanish wreck and its contents, but it has been left untouched as the government determines rules for its recovery. In June 2022, it was announced that while the Colombian Navy was conducting a non-intrusive expedition in the San Jose Galleon, two more sunken ships were discovered. According to a preliminary analysis, one vessel is believed to be from the Colombian colonial period, while the other from the Republican period. Gorgona Island in the Pacific was conquered by Francisco Pizarro in 1526. It's thought that during the 17th and 1800s, Gorgona was a refuge for pirates who could attack galleons returning to Europe from the colonies with large amounts of gold. In 1959, the Colombian president ordered the construction of a maximum security Alcatraz-like prison, which opened in 1960. There were 21 records of escape attempts from this prison, with none being found alive but one. The traces of bodies have been found in the remains of boats in the middle of the ocean. Only one escape, a pair, uncle and nephew, along with their dog Jacqueline, survived because they were picked up by a crew of tourists who took them to shore. In 1984, the prison was closed, and the island declared a protected area designated for scientific research. The island has the largest freshwater production of any island in the world. It has 25 freshwater streams and 120 transient streams. It's also home to 715 plant species and 1,398 animal species, making it an important coastal marine conservation enclave. It has two lagoons, which babillas, or small alligator-like reptiles, reside in. A few other species are the blue anole, the Colombian white-faced capuchin, the brown-throated sloth, and Tome's spiny rat. The area is now known as the Gorgona National Natural Park and is open to ecotourism. People enjoy diving and snorkeling with 12 authorized dive sites. There's also hiking, bird watching, and general wildlife observation. On January 25, 2023, Dario Antonio Usuga, also known as Otoniel, pleaded guilty to United States smuggling charges, admitting that he led a cartel of a paramilitary group that trafficked in cocaine and deadly violence. U.S. authorities have called him one of the most dangerous traffickers on the planet, and he was Colombia's most wanted kingpin. He was leader of the Gulf Clan, which has thousands of members who battle other groups and Colombian authorities to keep hold of its perceived territory near the Panama border. He faces at least 20 years in prison and has acknowledged that in the military work, homicides were committed. He ordered the killing and torture of perceived enemies and offered bounties for the killing of police and soldiers. Violence is the second leading cause of death in the country, attributing to just under 20% of deaths.
coffee production in Colombia. Colombian coffee is known for its mild, well-balanced coffee beans. In 2020, it produced nearly 14 million 60-kilo bags of coffee beans, placing it third in terms of highest production in the world after Brazil and Vietnam. It is the largest producer of Arabica beans. The beans are exported to the United States, Germany, France, Japan, and Italy. In 2007, the European Union granted Colombian coffee a protected designation of origin status. Then, in 2011, UNESCO declared the coffee cultural landscape of Colombia a World Heritage Site. This site is considered a unique representative of a sustainable and productive cultural landscape of coffee growing. It includes six farming landscapes, which include 18 urban centers, on the foothills of western and central ranges of the Cordillera de los Andes in the west of the country. These are small plots built into the slopes of the high forest. The urban areas with building in the Antiochian style, with Spanish influence, are on the relatively flat tops of the hills above the sloping coffee fields. The oldest written testimony to the presence of coffee in Colombia comes from a Jesuit priest in 1730, who registered the coffee in his book, The Orinoco Illustrated. The first crops were in the northeast, but soon spread across the country. The first commercial export of coffee came in the 18th century. After a brief period of decline in the coffee industry and the lull in international coffee prices, many plantation owners split up their farms among workers, giving them local ownership and independence over their farms, which came to be called fincas. In the early 19th century, much infrastructure was created to support the export of coffee beans more efficiently. In 1972, the National Federation of Coffee Growers of Colombia was created to protect the interests of coffee growers. The Arabica beans, which Colombian coffee is famous for, grows best in the specific conditions found in Colombia, the altitude being between two tropics, two wet seasons, and volcanic soil. Still, each region produces a slightly different flavor due to the differences in altitude and temperature. Some of the notable differences are described as having full body, deeper notes, gentle sweetness, nutty, chocolatey, stronger acidity, and floral aromas. The coffee plants are grown on steep slopes, often among banana plants which provide shade. After coffee plants flower, these turn into coffee cherries, which start off green, then ripen and turn red. These coffee cherries are picked twice a year, and generally by hand on these small-scale, family-run farms. Coffee growing is the largest source of rural employment in the country. Coffee culture in Colombia can be compared to the tea culture in the UK. Coffee is an important characteristic of the natural identity, bringing people together. It's usually consumed in much smaller cups than in Europe or in the United States. These cups are usually plastic and contain sweetened black coffee known as tinto. Currently, the land of coffee in Colombia includes all of the mountain ranges and other mountainous regions of the country and generates income for over 50,000 coffee farming families. Thank you for listening. I hope you've enjoyed this episode on Colombia. Next time, we'll learn about a country which is an archipelago. 
formed by four main volcanic islands, and many smaller ones. The plants here are so fragrant that the islands are often referred to as the perfumed islands. One plant contributing to this is the Lang Lang flower, from which essential oils are extracted and used for perfume production. It is the second largest producer of vanilla and a major producer of cloves. Please be sure to subscribe to Nations of the World podcast series so you won't miss my next episode, Comoros. Gaining knowledge about other people and their culture is often the best way to understanding who they are and why they do things a certain way. This in turn can make us less fearful of differences and hopefully more accepting. Let's face it, we're all human and we all share the same world. If you are enjoying the show, please consider leaving a review for Nations of the World podcast on Apple Podcasts or any of the other platforms you've found to listen to this series. I am open to suggestions on how to improve the show and would like any feedback my listeners have for me. Please feel free to contact me on any of the social media platforms you see listed in my show notes.